South Korea is expecting to see Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccines next month as the country's first COVID-19 vaccines. A lot of countries around the world have already started the inoculation process. One of them, Norway, has reported about 30 deaths after Pfizer vaccination to its elderly population. Now, the number of deaths is still within the predicted margin of the immunization process, but some are wondering if it is safe to get vaccinated and should the vaccination policy be altered for those who are elderly or uh, permanently ill. Let's uh, get some expert analysis uh, from the College of Health and Medicine at Australian National University, Associate Professor Dr. Sanjaya Senayake on the line. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as I just mentioned with the, uh, the Pfizer vaccines, um, could you tell us how the vaccination rollout program is going in Australia? Well, we actually haven't started our vaccination program. Mm. So Australia, as you probably know, like uh, like Korea, is, has done very well. And so we didn't have the same pressure as uh, much of the Northern Hemisphere had to start our vaccination program in December. So initially it was going to be in March and we were going to watch what happened in the Northern Hemisphere in terms of uh, side effects, in terms of how the rollout programs were going to iron out any problems before we started. But I think the pressure from these these variants that have appeared, like the UK variant, etc., has made us uh, speed up our program. So it's going to start about the middle of next month, focusing on healthcare, frontline healthcare workers and both staff and residents in residential aged care. So a similar situation, as you point out, with South Korea, uh, relatively handling the, the pandemic to a point where perhaps the urgency isn't there as it was in the UK or uh, in the US. Going back to the, the Norway situation then, Professor, um, what do you make of this uh, mortality rate among the elderly? Um, it sounds scary if you read the headline, 30 deaths um, from the vaccine. However, within the sort of uh, statistical norms of what you usually see with a mass inoculation program, is it something to be concerned about? And do you think that the policy should change for elderly? Yeah, so I think we have to be be careful. And as you correctly said, remember that there is an attrition rate. These are extremely sick people in Mm. residential aged care. So they're very old. They're too frail to be at home. They have to be looked after in residential aged care. They've got a number of chronic medical problems. In Norway, every week, 400 people in residential aged care die Mm. because they're so frail. And of course, outside the pandemic, we in the rest of the world don't think about this at all. But of course, it's now come to the forefront because of the vaccination program. And the investigation is ongoing, but I believe the Norwegian authorities have performed 13 autopsies and uh, are looking into this. And they've found no no definite correlation between the vaccine and the deaths that followed. Now, could maybe someone who is very frail, gotten a bit of nausea or some fever with the vaccine that wouldn't bother a younger person and may have tipped them over the edge. It's possible, but they haven't found a definite association. And it is very interesting. One of my counterparts, an infectious diseases doctor in the US who advises their public health authority, the CDC, mm. has uh, has said that she was she told the CDC not to give elderly people in residential aged care the vaccines first because 
this scenario would happen. People would die just mm. from their natural illnesses, but the vaccine would get blamed. Yeah, so what it does seem to imply is that this is really more of a phenomenon of the intense public scrutiny and media scrutiny where, yes, we've had Ebola, we've had SARS, we've had MERS, but none of them have had this outsized global impact that COVID-19 has had, and therefore any development of the vaccine has been minutely combed through, and maybe even as a result of some sensationalist reporting and and a lot of uh, attempts by the media to to garner more views, um, it has been perhaps uh, embellished to the point where this is sort of par for the course, but it has freaked a lot of people out just because the media coverage is there, right? No, no, look, I think there's, that's definitely part of it. And to be fair to, to the media as well, it's not necessarily that they're looking for a sensationalist mm-hmm. story, but they're reporting what has happened. And also because this vaccine program globally is unprecedented in terms of how quickly it's being rolled out, I think a lot of international governmental health authorities all around the world want to be open and transparent. But of course, you run the risk of... Uh, confusing and worrying people unnecessarily. As you say, before, a year ago, if you said the words phase three trials to most people around the world, they'd just sort of look at you and shrug their shoulders. But right now, vaccination is probably the number one issue all around the world. It's extraordinary. About a minute left, but what would your advice be to our listeners here in Korea who are worried about the side effects of these uh, vaccines? Well, I think it is true that this vaccine program is being rolled out quicker than any other vaccine program in history. But the vaccine manufacturers have been very open about their trials. They've, been, uh, put, they've put out their findings to international scrutiny, and so far they've passed very well. The reason that our vaccine programs over the last few decades have been so successful is because authorities are very careful about which vaccines they allow to be registered and how they roll out and monitor the vaccine program. So even prior to COVID, we've been really good at that. And only 10% of vaccines ever make it to market. 90% don't. And that again shows the intense scrutiny and the highest standards that are required for vaccines to be approved. So I would be, I would have a lot of confidence in your authorities in South Korea, your health authorities, in terms of what they tell you about mm. these vaccines. And I would hope that these programs continue to roll out unimpeded. Professor, we thank you for your time and uh, definitely appreciate your insights, uh, certainly uh, putting some people's uh, minds at peace a bit here. Uh, appreciate it and uh, hopefully can uh, connect with you again in the future. Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you so much. That was Dr. Sanjaya Senanayake, Associate Professor from the College of Health and Medicine at Australia National University. We're moving on to the second hour of the program after another check of traffic and weather.